Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Wednesday, December 16. Dante Alighieri was probably the most important intellectual in the history of mankind. We Italians call him il solmo poeta, the supreme poet. Next year, Italy will celebrate him on the 700th anniversary of his death. One of the most famous verses of his Divine Comedy describes good people who died before the Christian era and children who died before baptism, condemned to the first circle of l'inferno, the limbo, as color che son sospesi, those who are suspended, hanging, floating. Here now the Italians today feel exactly like that. The government and the regions are arguing about the hypothesis of closing back everything or not, we don't know when and how and where and if. The data of last week of the, uh, on the descent of contagion speak for themselves, minus 33% in the red zones, minus 19.6% in the orange ones, and minus 1.1% in the yellow ones. <coughs> the temptation of some politicians and technicians is to have all of Italy return to the red zone from December 24 to January 6, while other politicians and other technicians are against it and as usually they fight each other. We don't know if and how or even at what times we will be able to celebrate Christmas with our families. We don't know if our children will return to school in attendance starting January 7. We don't, we don't know when we will start getting vaccinated. There is talk of a few symbolic vaccinations before the end of the year, but the official campaign will begin in January, but we don't know when. We do not know if we, if the shaky Italian government will, will still last or nor until when. It is probably still standing only because there is no serious alternative and for the very delicate moment we are living in. Otherwise, it would have already fallen. We don't know how we will be able to pay back all the debts we are incurring in order to survive economically the COVID and the economic crisis that has been there for so long. We do not know who will manage the recovery fund money that will come from Europe if we will be able to make adequate projects, if we will be able to use it to really relaunch the country or it will end up in the usual meaningless distribution to maintain consensus. We are more than ever coloro che son suspesi, those who are suspended, hanging, floating. The only certainty we have is that January will bring the third wave of the contagion. Of this, nobody seems to be unsure. It is no consolation at all, but contrary to what was said in the last video, Italy is no longer the European country with the highest number of deaths due to COVID. Yes, <coughs> yesterday Spain announced that in its statistics they had lost 29,000 victims. 29,000. And therefore Italy no longer has this sad European record of which we gladly do without. But as said, there is nothing to celebrate. The latest report of the National Agency for Statistics says that Italy is on track to record more than 700,000 deaths this year, counting every cause of death, not just COVID. <clears throat> the highest since 1944, when we were in the midst of World War II. This increase is due not only to the virus, but also to the fact that COVID has somehow slowed or hindered access to care for people who might have been saved from a heart attack or other diseases. During 2019, Italy's population has fallen and aged further despite an increase in foreign nations whose number rose by 43,480 last year, for the first time exceeding 5 million people. The report says that uh, we had 59,641,488 people resident in Italy at the end of 2019, 
a drop of around 175,000 compared to the end of previous year, 2018. And of course, at the end of 2020, the situation will be even worse. This puts Italy, Italy's population at the end of last year roughly in line with that of 2011. However, in the intervening years, the average age of the population has risen from 43 to 45. <coughs> All of Europe has aged, but we are the ones aging the most. Foreign citizens are growing in all regions of the peninsula, with the exception of Valle d'Aosta, while there are only four regions where the Italian population is also increasing, Lombardy, Lazio, Trentino Alto Adige and Emilia Romagna. Compared to 2011, the number of residents decreased in southern Italy and the islands and increased in central Italy and in the north. The number of seniors per child increases from less than one, less than one in 1951 to five in 2019. Campania with 42 years is the region with the youngest population, followed by Trentino Adige, 43 years, Sicily and Calabria both with 44 years. Liguria remains the region with the highest average age, 49 years. In 1951, Campania and Liguria were also the youngest and oldest regions, but for both the average age was 13 years lower than in 2019. Even the regions of the south, which are those that are somewhat less aged, today have a lower birth rate than those of the center north. The region with the lowest birth rate is Sardinia, thus the traditional ranking that saw the region of southern Italy at the top, from the point of view of birth rate, has been overturned. Only 400,000 uh, 400, uh, um, uh, babies were born in 2020, 12,000 less than last year's negative record. The fear is that 2021 will be even worse. The combination of health and economic crisis threatens to make us slip further and further downhill. 13.9% of the population aged 9 and over has a bachelor's degree. 35.6% of them have a secondary school diploma or professional qualification. 29.5% have a middle school license and 16% have an elementary school license. The remaining portion of the population is distributed between illiterate and literate people without a degree, 4.6%, and PhDs, amounting to 0.4% of the population aged 9 and over. In 2019, women comprised 51.3% of the total, outnumbering men by more than 1.5 million people. Fortunately, the share of employed women increases, although unfortunately still by a small amount. If in, 2018, in 2011 the female component represented 41.8% of the employed, in 2019 it rises to 42.4%. Now it's very hard to boil down the bad news given so far in this video, but I'll try to give you at least one very, very small and funny, very small but funny, but good news. Now Italy is so much the world's strongest food superpower that even the best McDonald's in the world is right here in Rome. Every year, McDonald's determines which is the best of its branches in the world. The award is called the Golden Arch Award, and that of 2020 was awarded to Amedeo Venale, son of an old family of restaurateurs, owner and manager of eight McDonald's restaurants between Rome and Latina in the Lazio region. The award is given not only to those who get the best ratings on various parameters, from restaurant management to employee management, but also to those who most embody the values of the parent company. Avenale studied in the first McDonald's opened in Italy, in Rome in 1986. I was there at the inauguration, I remember that. He studied with chips, then sandwiches, cleaning, until he became manager, then responsible for the restaurants of Lazio and Tuscany, then of the whole area of the center north, and then in uh, 2001 he became an entrepreneur. 
a perfect example of the American dream in Italy. Two flags, lots of burgers. It's all for now, it's all for today. Please stay safe, stay healthy. I'll see you on Friday. This was with Italian News. My name is Umberto Mucci. Ciao from Rome.